0: Greetings, and welcome to episode number 16 of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. This week, we have a pretty substantial and technical audio update from 343. There's also been some Discord rumors over the last couple of days, and we will talk about this to think about what sort of impact this might have on Halo's ecosystem and community. And if we have a little extra time, we'll take a moment to step back and talk about our general feelings on the game so far. First, let's go ahead and meet the Spartan team. Joining me today is Mike, AKA Kage Maru. How's it going Spartan, Mike?
1: Hey, how's, how's it going, everyone? am going good here.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh-huh. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so convincing. You did, you, did, you did not sell that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Spartan Jesse, a.k.a. Don Cabeza. How's it going, Jesse?
2: I am doing wonderful listening to all these lovely sounds and looking at the same old
0: screenshots. Awesome uh next up we have spartan daniel aka nadian how's it going daniel
3: pretty awesome i uh, excited to be back here a little bit sleepy let's do this
0: What <laughs> so far we <we're, laughs> don't have a lot of energy uh next up we got spartan Austin, a.k.a proven come on try to save us austin uh you <laughs> have something. a lot of energy
4: <laughs> hello I-, I hope i sound clear and hd
3: What's going on? (laughs) It almost sounds
4: like uh, you're
3: coming through Dolby Atmos. They're proven. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was like surround sound. Sonic. All right, and uh, so we one of our members today had a last second, uh, last second family emergency, so uh, we will hopefully catch Soul, uh, our Soul Blazer, on the next show. Uh, Finally, as your host, it's uh, today. It's Spartan One Bad Mother. So, first thing uh, we're going to talk about is going to be the audio update. So, one hour ago, three four three put out a pretty, in-depth, uh, pretty in depth, pretty some pretty in depth details from the developers and uh, regarding the music and the audio. Uh, some of that stuff gets really really technical, and, and we'll we'll try to cover that. Um, here in a moment but what i wanted to start off with kind of as like an icebreaker topic was the fact that they they really uh re-emphasize the the fact that they're trying to recapture the original essence of halo um so i'll just go ahead and kind of i'll read some of the things here and then get everybody's thoughts on this so uh so one of the the, one of the uh developers said that in the very first kickoff meeting he still remembers having the exact same top goal as the audio team which was recapturing the original essence of halo which was very exciting the overall idea of returning to the original essence of halo is heavily connected to the overall project vision of halo infinite being a spiritual reboot which you've heard mentioned by other members of the teams in prior blogs, which we have. I think we've we've heard this every week, every update so far. Uh, when we talk about strengthening the excitement and impact of Halo's combat, that aligns with some of what Troy Mashburn was discussing in last month's blog around the concept of supporting the Super Soldier vision from the player's experience. Uh, so, and he talked about there's there, there's two key goals to hit the, hit the Halo Infinite experience the players wanted. Uh, and so then he also goes on to talk about the campaign music. He says it's all about capturing the brighter themes like hope and believe while embracing the mystery and beauty of Zeta Halo. He said he loves the scores for Halo 4 and 5 and where we try to incorporate story very carefully, but as a result, tonally it wasn't as hopeful as prior Halos. The original games also had dark elements but in their stories, but the music largely focused on the brighter side, which worked very well. Uh, so he basically, without reading everything here, basically says they want to focus more, have the music focus more on the hope, heroism confidence. So I'm going to turn it over to the rest of you guys. You know, I'm going to go ahead and start with, let me start with Don, because Don, you are the one guy on, on uh, this team that really, I think, puts Halo 4 probably in the highest regards. You know, I'm not in that same camp. But so I want to hear from you, like when you hear stuff like this, like going back to the classic sounds and everything, like how does that make you feel? Is that something that you know, you're looking forward to? Or, or was that, you know, are you going to kind of miss more of that do- darker tone of the, the newer Halos?
2: I got a secret for you, man. It's mostly <laughs> lip service. They are going to invoke those feelings of the old games, but they are not at all actually going back to what the old games were, because that would suck. Nobody does that anymore. You don't see Halo CE in new games because new games are better. Halo CE still holds up really well. I have fun playing it. But when it comes to actually what is this new game going to be, it is going to feel like it. Spiritually, whatever that means, it mostly means people with nostalgia are going to be like, I recognize this, I recognize that, compare them one to one, they are not going to be that similar. It's a spiritual reboot where we go away from some more of the Power Rangers stuff, away from more of the squad dynamic you had in 5, maybe a little bit away from the constant person in the upper left corner you had in Halo 4. But it's going to be its own newer and better thing, I think, is what it's going to be in the long run. The fidelity of everything. We'll get into how they talked about the new audio actually having Dolby Atmos built into it. Spatial audio, this thing that supposedly only PlayStation 5 had, but the rest of us remembered. Oh, that's actually been a thing everywhere else for a long time. It's now going to be built in directly for it like they've been doing updates for how they've been capturing audio for many months, mostly on like Instagram and stuff. And it's actually been really interesting, like having a a freaking uh, pug doing the sound effects they're using for grunts and that type of stuff. Like there is just so much time and effort being put into this in a way that hasn't really happened before. And a way to get people happy is to say, we're going back to the old roots. You're really, Can I touch on that too? Things. Yes, go for it. You're like me.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited for a couple of reasons. For one, um, oh hold on. Let me scroll back. Um, for one, you know, Satoro uh, uh, Tojima, he's the, the the audio director for this one. He he's been there since '09. He was the reason we got Nail Davidge on Halo Four. Um, you know regardless of what I think um, people may think about the soundtrack at the very least it tried to do something new um, there were a lot of tracks on the like especially if you have the del- the uh, deluxe edition there were a lot of tracks that had um, you know reminiscent uh, themes from the old games but they you know really tried to invoke an, a sense of, of, of loss a sense of you know Requiem is a, such a great track Um that that really kind of invokes this like mystery, you know, as you're coming up and seeing the forerunner structures for the first time. I don't know. There's there's so much that I think that that I think on that soundtrack that has so many wonderful thing, wonderful elements in it that I think they're still going to be invoking here. And I mean, we've heard three tracks from the the soundtrack already, and that, I think that kind of tells us what we're going to see, right? Because there's two tracks that are very reminiscent of like Walk in the Woods and um, the general theme. But then the "Fire in Your Heart" track that plays—I can't remember if it's actually just called "Fire in Your Heart." Um, but that track that plays during the the demo last year is wholly new. It is—it is clearly, you know, it is not as hopeful. It is not as somber as well as Halo 4's, um, you know, because they they talk about hearkening back to the the senses of hope from the the older soundtracks and. You get that with those other two tracks, but the Fire in Your Heart track is very, <clears throat> excuse me, is still very much a a, a a new element that isn't still bound to those. So I think we're going to get a mix of both. I think we're still going to see um, those those you know old themes and tones that that we that some of us really kind of think fondly on, but I think we're also going to get new elements that are evolved beyond um, just retreading the same ground.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of that comes from in 4, they're introducing the Prometheans and the Forerunners, and they have to have their own sound. Because you had the UNSC style music, you had the Covenant style music. Now with Infinite, you're going UNSC style hopeful music versus bringing in the Banished, which had only really been in Halo Wars 2, so they're going to have to give them a clearly defined sound that really introduces people to what is a very good protagonist.
1: See, like, I don't get so the recapturing the legacy essence of halo i don't get that as i know i didn't take that as you know the older is the better or anything that you were saying before it there unless this, we're talking about halo 5 yeah well yeah i mean well see that's just the thing though um i mean halo 4 had moments of it <clears throat> halo 4 definitely had moments of it but halo 5 it was completely lost entirely where yeah because
2: 5 was so focused on Agreed.
1: cyrus well, it was not not even just the focus; it was like the pacing of it. It was always the entire like, sound design for Five is so it just was cranked world up to eleven, like constantly. Where yeah. you look at, you know, you look at Halo CE, you look at even Halo Four, you know, where there's just like a sense of um, mystery, uh, you know, wonder. I mean, the the, the soundtracks back up those moments of that you you come across during the campaign like the, there are those triggers you know when whenever you and whenever you leave in halo 4 when you first see the outside world of the of the shield world and you look up and you see those giant air towers and everything like that is the perfect um example of of like audio cues or triggers where the, the music just adds so much to the that moment and yeah that's
3: in requiem that i was mentioning
1: earlier that that like you said you 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 remember that even years later yeah and there there are parts in you know halo 1 and you know to be fair like there bungie kind of lost it as well in moments you didn't like halo 1 and halo 4 oddly are the ones that stick out to me the most and um and there were some parts in halo 3 that when they say recapture the legacy legacy essence of halo that's what i take from it where the the music um uh supports or enhances that moment within the campaign or that moment of where you you know that you're playing instead of like halo 5 just yeah i i mean yeah as yeah. much as, as oh, okay. sorry man go for it
4: no it's okay i'll, I'll just just to add uh Just in general i've always took the spiritual reboot thing where it's like some some like fans are hopeful that it means like they're gonna go back to the way like they want it to be like they're just remaking halo 1 2 and 3 like i the way i see it is that they're looking at what made those things good and then modernizing it um so the same like for for me i liked halo 4 but to me like it was like it was a good soundtrack it just it like it wasn't anything like the other Halo soundtracks that I liked, so I was at first I didn't like it as much, but I grew to appreciate it. For Halo Five, I didn't like. I actually thought the soundtrack, even though the Halo Five soundtrack sounded more like Halo to me, I actually like didn't like it as much as Halo Four because I didn't, didn't think it was as good. So yep. I, yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I,
0: I, 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 oh, go ahead, Proven, keep going. Man.
4: No, I I just think the, for Infinite, they're gonna they're trying their best to like balance it out where like. The, like what uh, Daniel was saying, or, like the two soundtracks, that like, that sounds like it, like Marty O'Donnell wrote those. Like the, those sound exactly like something he would have written. But then they also have their own like flair. So I think they're mm-hmm. trying to, like the best to balance where it's like they're they're kind of going back to some of the old old audio and old gameplay, while also trying to like push the series forward
0: yeah i I think everybody's brought up some pretty good points so far. Uh, Mike, I think i'm I'm a little bit more um, I, I think my tastes kind of align a little bit more with yours in, in regards to you know like some of the newer tracks. I did feel that for me at least it just didn't feel like there was enough of a gap in terms of like the tone if that makes any sense. like it just didn't feel like as much of the roller coaster or you didn't feel that as as uh, that that wide range that um that the original halos had because as much as they say they taught they they focus on like things like the heroism and things like that i the thing that really stands out to me is just how like how well they really cut they slow things down in in, with the dramatics music versus you know pumping it up and there just was um they just they really did a better job i think conveying feeling in the uh the og heroes Um, and, and so he he talked about it and i didn't read this part of it but he said like for infinite we first identified our core pillars one of which was mentioned as above as hope another falls into the ancient mystery sci-fi category and the third is military honor and sense of duty um, so i guess like what i think about this is they just really they're trying to hit the tone it's not necessarily you know, it's not necessarily trying to hit the exact same notes as the the original heels but really it sounds to me like they're trying to hit the same tone like convey that similar emo, the similar range of emotions and you know create that sense of you know wonderment or, or mystery like they say there
1: um, yeah like, that like what, what was the night snow level was that assault on the control room or was that um uh, no assault on I the control was... room was the day one. Because That's the one that you're headed towards, it, right? Like, I just remember this moment where you're um coming up like out of a cave,
2: betrayal, or I'm an idiot. yeah.
1: I so think assault it was... and control room is the snow one. That's well, I'm looking at it right now. That's two of them, like, there's two of them. So, assault and control oh, room, two right betrayals is the yeah. other one, yeah. Damn, I, I was right. I, I, I think Fucking it was good. the night one where you're coming out of a like a, a hill or a cave, and there's no fighting, there's no nothing, and yeah, that... this. This music part just kicks in. I really wish I could remember the track and everything. I didn't have dyslexia when it comes to names, but like every single time, still to this day, that I listen, that I play that moment, I get goosebumps. And you know, it's funny you
0: mentioned that. That's like you, you know when I tell that story of like when I first saw Halo and I first saw the Xbox, that was the scene that sold me on. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> and, and why I was in trouble with my ex. But anyways, keep going. I'm sorry Mike.
1: but no you know it's <laughs> it's more of that that, you know I I hope that they have an in infinite because yeah, um, again, you know, they touched on that in Halo 4 and they did a great job. I, it, it was never to the goosebump level. But, um I mean, again, I, I Halo CE is the only one that gives me goosebumps in terms of the overall... The
3: nostalgia factor?
1: No, no. <laughs> audio can
2: be tied audio. To memories. And it's not even just um, nostalgia. It's just, I have these memories and I love this game so much. And when that hits, it just, it reminds well, me of it, that. And 4 didn't hit that way for you story-wise. 5 didn't hit that way for Anyone's story wise, well, it, no, it, it had nothing infinite to do with the and, story, though. Yeah. It, it, it I had, think it, it has politely, nothing to do with the memory, in a sense, the memory of going through it and, and loving it so much, and then four not hitting because it was so much tied outside of the game, and five being this weird hodgepodge slap together thing. So, yeah. if it, infinite going back to what you know, one, two, three, and even reach were would be tied, I think, for me to just how much it hits me as an overall package where I really liked 4 quite a bit, but I've grown to appreciate it more. And 5, I absolutely love playing it, but you can give or take almost anything else on it, you know, story-wise. And some of the levels are obviously had half the time that the good ones did. Well, I,
1: I mean, I yeah. guess where I'm, I'm I'm pointing at is that I had goosebumps the first time I heard it, and I hope that happens again. Like, oh, it wasn't even a to... memory thing. It was Yeah, that was
3: that was me though for four. And I, I would I would challenge both of you guys to just download the soundtrack somewhere from Spotify, whatever, and just listen to it. Because like Awakenings, uh Requiem, uh, you know, S one one seven, and near the end I mean, there are so many tracks in there that I would argue are are just as halo as some of the original Marty tracks and they, they have such emotional I mean they hit every emotional point that a, that a soundtrack song should, you know? Um, and I mean, I would be happy to, you know, give you guys the recommendation to just sit down someday, listen with your headphones, even, even without the game, just, you know, put them on. And I, I think you'd come back surprised.
0: Now I, that's some good points. I, I do want to just really quickly touch on some stuff that was in our, our chat. like, Opachi well, said, like he expected, the Infinite soundtrack to be the best yet. And uh, so we had some, like Peter was, he asked about that. Isn't the guy that worked on the Ori soundtrack working on Halo Infinite? Um, and so I wanted to kind of use that to transition a little bit. So, like as we kind of went through the article, I know like for for each of us, different things was really standing out in terms of the update. Uh, Mike, you talked about the the composers really being something that stuck out to you. So, I'll, I'll let you take that over and you know, kind of elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, because outside of like the composers for me is the one of the most interesting things. Like, there's the technical part of it, but and that's always interesting. But you know, it kind of goes along with. Really what we've been talking about so far this whole time is just the the experience that you get from it, you know how does it add to it and and the fact that it has three composers like just I it really, really intrigues me, especially since one of them is Gareth Coker. so the the yeah. question of uh, how how this how was the decision made to partner with three composers for the soundtrack? Can you speak about some of the unique challenges and opportunities that come from working? with a trifecta of composers largely remotely at that. And uh, this was um, Yol Yarger, or is it, yeah, it's Yol, right? Not Joel Yarger? I think so, yeah. Um, He (laughs) says, with the scope of Halo Infinite being larger than any previous Halo game, we established early on that we would need between three and four hours of written music. This only covers the campaign. It does not include our multiplayer experience, which will be fun to discuss more in the future. Past Halo games have relied on duos, even trios of composers to cover various aspects of theme, like themes, narrative threads, locations, and even styles. We are very fortunate to have found three individuals who each bring unique talents, perspectives, voices, and especially a passion for Halo and its long history. Between Gareth Coker's mature command, of an orchestra, Curtis Schweitzer's intimate choral and piano writing, and Joel's uh, Corlett's mastery of synths and unique sounds. I think we have a fantastic composer team that will continue to push Halo into new areas well into the future. It's important to note that Gareth, Curtis, and Joel covered many different themes, areas, and styles, and were... And we're definitely not limited to what I've just mentioned above. Um, and then he, they, they go on to talk about the remote aspect, which I think is less interesting. So, like, it's that having those three different perspectives, I, I just cannot wait to see what they bring. Because I think each one of them sound like they can bring um, different elements, you know, uh, like Curtis and Gareth. I imagine might maybe bring in those more um, adept or emotional scenes or the, 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 the audio that corresponds to what we're seeing on the screen. Whereas Yol's probably cause he says sense and unique sounds probably more so towards the sound effects,
3: the sci-fi elements of yeah. the soundtrack they're talking about. Probably.
1: Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah. just marrying those three, I don't, I just, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, well, I, I think I, the thing that's cool is that they're going to bring in
4: like a bunch of different perspectives. So it's not just like, like if one person came, if it was just one composer, then it'd be whatever he thought. But then they're also having two other people come in. So it's going to be a bunch of different ideas of like how to make the game sound.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, with, with four, um, it was Davidge and Kazuma Jinoichi. And the thing that, you know, really made that soundtrack a little bit more varied or diverse than you know, like Reach or ODST before it. Which those, in my opinion, were great soundtracks as well. Was that, like, like you said, proving they had different perspectives. Um, you know, five. I think the greatest failing because, or one of the reasons it failed, um, was it was all Gino Uchi's. You know, it wasn't um, as much of a collaboration between um, two main composers whereas now we're getting three and Gareth yeah. Coker, you know, Immortals, Ori. I mean the guy's a legend at this point. So so you know
1: it's it's nothing but great things at this it, point. I think that's one thing that people don't remember as much or realize as much Michael with their... Salvatore. Yes, thank you. That's exactly yep. where I was gonna go yeah, with it. It like, never was just Marty. It's not just Marty and, and Michael has gotten kind of the shaft in terms of you know where? <laughs> <I> was, <it's, laughs> In terms of Russian Mission, I thought of this.
4: I thought of this before, but he's kind of like the Tesla to his Edison. Like, like Marty gets all the credit for everything, but then Michael Savittor basically gets like no one even knows who he is. Like, if yeah, like...
0: I had no idea who he was, and I've been a oh,
4: no.
3: Halo
0: nut since. What? I always think. Yeah, I mean, it,
3: it, I'm the guy that's got like every set. I bought all of them on CD because you know I'm that kind of age. But
0: I just, I just lost my Halo card. I think, or at least got it suspended. Yeah, no, but you, <laughs> you guys brought up some really good points. And, and like we really, when you talk about the history, it kind of like that really just highlights one of the things I said, you know, t- uh, 10, 15 minutes ago regarding like the 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 tone and like how Halo Five was sort of one note-ish. You know, it, it just. It just didn't really feel like it had enough divert, like it didn't have enough separation in terms of like the motions or the moods and things like that. Uh, Whereas the classics really did; they painted those, they really, they really did a good job capturing those those moods. And I think having different composers who specialize in different areas allows whoever's directing the game to really try to correlate that to you know like this composer, we're going to have him work on these types of scenes and like create the, you know, the, the scenes that are more maybe mysterious and alien, you know, and we use a composer for that versus, you know, when we want to create that triumphant hero music, you use a different composer for that. Uh, You know, and I'm pretty excited. Just, I would say Gareth has probably been my next to Marty, which I guess I should say Marty and Salvatore, but uh, next to Marty has probably been my, my favorite soundtrack from a game uh, with the most recent Ori that came out, so yeah, yeah. From from a music standpoint, you want that- a,
2: a funny piece of trivia oh,
0: okay. is okay. the guy
2: who the guy who took over Destiny's music after Marty was fired or left or whatever that situation was yeah. was Michael Salvatore. He's the one who does all of it. He does all the Destiny music, and it's very oh, wow. good. Wait, still yeah. to this day? Yeah, he's credited for everything they've done up through huh. the first expansion. Oh
0: wow! Okay,
1: and yeah. the music's still great, and destiny there's there's no doubt about yeah. yeah it's really better
3: really
1: now um, yeah no. and the funny thing about gareth coker is that he can even make a great soundtrack for a game like Ark survival evolved yeah like <laughs> yeah, i don't think like a lot angry, of people realize yeah. he's he did the soundtrack for that and the soundtrack for that game is amazing <clears throat> uh, immortals
2: phoenix rising has legitimately one of my favorite it's like one of my favorite pieces of music it's so good he's just phenomenal at everything he does
3: so I'm a music nerd, obviously. And um, there's a, a podcast called Music Respawn that you guys should listen to. And Gareth Coger has been on there, I think, two or three times. And first time was with Ori. Yeah, three times. First time with with uh, the first Ori, and then the second time with Will of the Wisps, and then uh, recently Fort Mortals. So he kind of goes into his his whole process. And it's just really cool.
0: Yeah. Really, really good feedback. Does anybody else have anything they want to add regarding the composers before we uh try to touch on some of the Kurdish
2: Weitzer is fantastic and his work, what was it, Starbound? I can't remember.
0: Yes. Uh, it really is yeah.
2: very Halo ish in the way it sounds. And then his first track came out and it was fantastic, so I'm really excited to see what he's done.
1: Oh, so one of the tracks that we've heard so far was one of his? Yep. The- yeah, they've the released track- one for each. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's Freeze, right. They did I say they released cool. one of each, and and I,
3: they've I... all. I was gonna say they've all been released on Spotify and Apple Music today.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah. I. Oh wait. Oh. The entire oh. soundtrack or just those three? No, just those, those three, three tracks. Okay. were on okay. YouTube before. Okay. Yeah, I've absolutely loved everything that I've heard from Infinite so far. So that's good yeah, to know everyone. that these three has had a chance to show it off.
0: All right, guys. Uh, yeah, some good feedback on the music. I, I do want to kind of move forward to some of the other aspects of the article. Do uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> <let's> do it. <laughs> so you know, they they get they get into some really nerdy stuff here. Uh, you know, stuff that's a lot smarter than me when it comes to the audio. But I do want to bring up some of this, some of the more advanced uh, audio aspects in, in regards to the. Uh, the custom-built acoustic simulation system. Now, Daniel, I think that's maybe more your wheelhouse, so I'll let you take over that and you know, kind of get that one going.
3: Sounds good. Um, so yeah, the the question was asked, and from a systems perspective, how do you achieve your goals of making combat more immersive for our players? And uh, basically, they they talk about this um, new custom-built acoustic simulation, and um, you know, typically, uh, because because sound travels in a a conical uh, wave, essentially, that expands out and it travels linearly in the direction um, from its source's, you know, projection um, until it hits things like walls or corners or anything that's basically a hard surface that's not going to absorb those sound sound waves. And so um, what they've done is they've basically um, built a system that kind of combines currently how, um, you know, your source uh, basically projects sound and then they, they kind of make an amalgamation of that and a virtual source. So let's say, you know, there's a, a sound coming from like there's a flood behind a door um, that's to the left of where that door opens. And so before what happens is, um, you know, up, up until recently, they didn't have a great way of actually doing anything that was that would um, project sound accurately so that, you know, it's it's actually kind of wrapping a little bit some of it's getting dampened by that, that wall. And, um, so what now happens is that it projects the sound from there, but also combines a virtual source so that you actually hear the, the directionality of that sound from the door. Um, and then it kind of combines that with that rap. And what it it now does is, um, they, um, they're able to analyze things like obstructions, occlusions. So, you know, as, if you have um, different materials and how they they would actually absorb or reflect sound, um, and so it sounds like we're actually going to get a more um, a truly directional sound. You know, they talk about how it's the first one that's mastered for Dolby Atmos. Um, so if you're using your headphones, but more importantly, even if you're not, if you've got a Dolby Atmos um, surround sound setup, you actually get that Z axis as well. So you're you're getting the height of where shots. Um, you know, co- are coming from if they're coming from above you and things like that. So it sounds like it's a lot more um, of a environmentally aware sound system. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we've seen in some games before. But I think the way they describe it is it's, it's you know, if you've seen that Project Acoustics video from a few years back where they show off um, gears, I think it was. Yep. It sounds like it's going to actually utilize some of those ray traced audio elements. And I'm not sure if it's actually going to be ray traced, but the way that they describe it is it's very similar to that. And I think we're going to get some extremely cool sounds. So, you know, the way sound hits a, a glass window or a, a concrete wall, for example, is totally different than how it sounds when it hits, you know, a wall of dirt. If you're, you know, underground in a tunnel and it sounds like we're actually going to get that, voxeliz- that voxelization and, um, you know, the dampening effect that you have a- across different materials. So it's just really cool. Um, obviously, as an <laughs> audio nerd, I'm I'm
1: pretty excited about it.
5: <laughs> I mean, that it,
0: actually do, that does actually sound. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, it does sound really exciting. <laughs> when you describe it that way.
1: No, I mean uh, the when when he was talking about that, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, Project Acoustics, and yeah. that and it's kind of interesting that because that's from what I understand game agnostic, like that's just like yep. their their own yeah. technology. So it's almost like they're replicating a lot of those techniques within the halo engine and it, I, i'm right there with you that if you go back and you listen to those project acoustics demos they're amazing and um yep so like if if and i think they use and they use project acoustics in gears five and right so and the, the audio in that is absolutely amazing so if that's a preview of what we're going to be seeing in infinite then <laughs> we we are going to be in for a treat
0: well, and they were talking about frame by frame stuff. And I think that, like, again, I'm not the audio expert, so I won't, I won't try to pretend to be and pipe up in here. But just kind of like, yeah, the, the, just the, the amount of detail, the fact that it's frame by frame, that it's so precise. Um, and I guess really the, the only thing I would say, like, as a gamer, when it comes to game immersion... Uh, for me personally, and, and, and I might be uh, out there on this, I, I think audio can can be more immersive for me than even graphics. Oh, yeah, percent uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so like even as somebody that's not again an audio expert, and I start picturing some of the scenes they're describing in here, like you know, like for example, when they're when they're describing the prioritization and things like that of the different weapons and how you'll hear you know hear different things stand out more than others. Uh, and just like how specific it like I can I can visualize, like imagine what not visualize, but I guess imagine what that actually would mean. And just the thought of that is is super exciting and, and really, to, again, for myself, probably even more so than, you know, prettier textures or prettier graphics, because that really sound like graphics to me are something that after a while, unless you get into a brand new environment or something like that, like eventually that stuff blends in. You know you just kind of look for the headshots and stuff but when it comes to sound like that constantly is immersing you like you're constantly listening for what's around you what kind of things are shooting at you like it makes you aware of your environment so it really does so that kind of stuff is really uh, the fact that they're going the extra mile here with with the audio it, it, and you know and the, obviously the technology uh the hardware is better for that as well
3: yeah I was going to say, um, you know, Jesse kind of joked about it earlier, but um, and this isn't a disparaging comment about the PS5's audio block at all because it's fantastic. But you know, Hot Chips, we saw that the audio block, despite the fact that Xbox has not um, really advertised it that well, it's actually more capable than what what's in the PS5 because the audio block on the series consoles is the equivalent of all one X. all all eight 1X uh, CPU cores. So it's extremely competent. So I think kind of like what you were saying, Abe, is that we're going to see titles that really utilize the capabilities of uh, spatial sound in ways that they've never been able to. And I think, um, you know, whether you're, if you've got a great audio setup at home, that's awesome. But as somebody who just reviewed the Xbox headset, like I can't tell you how, I I mean, I've got a pretty competent, you know, it's Polk uh, Signature Series, so it's at most capable. But compared to just the cost of of great headphones, compared to what you have to spend to get that in speakers, it's I mean, it's a huge delta. And the fact that we're getting some incredible sounding technologies that can be pushed wirelessly to those headsets, whether it's Xboxes or, or Steel Series or whoever, it's really really impressive. And I think like you said that that can be such an immersive um experience far more than than sometimes
1: visuals can be yep absolutely completely and and i i mean even touching on that it's crazy how they are because i don't know any other game that has direct support for um not only Atmos but dtx and um What's what's Microsoft's native one? Windows Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Windows yeah, the Sonic. other ones were yeah. just
2: mainly pushing Atmos, but to if they're pushing DTSX, which has been the best one for me so far, that's really exciting.
1: Yeah. And, and it sounds like they're natively supporting all three. Whereas usually Correct. it's either like five point one or Dolby Atmos. And yeah. it's then it's emulated to the others. Yeah, right. exactly. And um, and there's a clear difference when you know, if you're playing something like Gears Five, or I think Assassin's Creed Origins also supports that. Like, if you play an Atmos game and a non-Atmos game, at least on my headphones, it there's a clear night and day difference in terms. Yeah, of Yeah, the
2: ups and downs that actual yep. spatial part of it yep. is
1: enormously different. Yep, exactly, yep. and you know, if that's when that's emulated while on a headset, it's amazing, absolutely amazing so to to think about getting that kind of experience with like banshees flying overhead and stuff like that is (laughs) oh man it's freaking sweet
0: well it's like you know like billy said it in in the the comments there he said like this gen is about new types of games with better ai and sound not just graphics you know i i really think that that's so far that's been a little bit overlooked because i i feel like last generation it really was all about You know, just higher resolutions, uh, you know, a little bit better textures over time. And there really wasn't, I I didn't feel at least, and maybe you guys disagree. I didn't feel like we had enough advancement in terms of how sound and like AI, which is not what this week's update's about. But things like that, other aspects that really bring you into gameplay or or change the way games feel or uh, how you experience them. Um, there, re- there really was a kind of a limited evolution in terms of other areas besides just the visuals. So I am yeah. when, when when these developers are talking about these types of things, they do excite me because they're things that really, I, again, we, we're not used to talking about them, right? Like we're used to always just talking about the graphics and that's what we are expecting. But then, you know, but part of it is just, I think our, our imaginations have been kind of a limited, you know, over, over just... Due to Jaguar cores and everything else last gen. Uh, Proven, were you piping in there for something? I'm sorry.
4: No, no, I was just listening to what you are saying. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> no,
2: let me pipe in. Oh, I cool. put a link in the chat. Um, like their concerted PR effort around this stuff has been really good. I don't know if it's brand new or not, but if you go on the Dolby.com site and you can go, they've got a list. So there's like, a, there's over 100 games now that support Atmos only on Xbox because um, you pay the license for it and. Sony's got their own thing, but they they've added Halo Infinite now. Like that they are pushing oh, okay. it. It is going to be something. It says it right at the bottom of the Series X page. Halo Infinite coming soon. So it's, uh, it's it's neat to see the marketing start ramping back up for this after they had to like completely stop the train last year after the delay. I'm really excited to see yeah. exactly what that's gonna be
0: with stuff like this. Cool, cool. Thanks, yeah, thanks for pro- providing that, Don. Now, I do want to keep moving moving our uh, podcast topics along here. Uh, proven, I know that this probably translates pretty well into the weapon sounds, and I know that's something that really jumped mm-hmm. out for you. So I'll let you kind of take over on the yeah. weapons.
4: Oh, okay, you want me to read it? Sure,
0: yeah, whatever. Whatever jumped uh, out to you, I go I ahead and talk not,
4: about it. <laughs> I am totally not prepared right now.
0: Oh okay. Well,
4: <laughs> yeah, if you are, if, if you can read it and then I'll react to it because I I totally just closed up the article a ago.
0: Well, you mentioned you mentioned about the BR sounds. Remember the um, there was a couple of things that really stood out to you about the BR, like the heaviness of the sounds. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, just kind oh, of yeah. elab- elaborate on that stuff.
4: Oh yeah, I could react to that. Um, yeah. So for the they posted um, two audio clips. One was the Halo Five BR, and the second one was the Halo Infinite BR, which we haven't heard yet. Uh, until now. Um and the, the the first thing I noticed is the infinite BR sounds like a lot like beefier and it sounds like a has a lot of bass. Um I know one complaint that some people have had for Halo Four and Five is some of their weapons sound a little like weak. They might they sound a little punchy, they don't sound like, flat actual gun. Yeah, like the Halo Five pistol, like it kind of it doesn't sound like an intimidating weapon. Um Yeah, guns and- deafen you
2: and those are they can sound like pea shooters at time.
4: Yeah. So and the so, I think hopefully for infinite like they're focusing on making guns sound like really like super intimidating, super loud. And the second thing I noticed is for the infinite BR, like you can distinctly because the the BR is a three shot weapon, and it you can distinctly hear each bullet come out of the chamber. But for like Halo Five, it kind of all sounded like one shot. Like it didn't sound distinct. The yeah, three-shot. it was
2: continuous.
4: Yeah. So I, I think it's really cool that they're kinda of like focusing on like that's the thing that like like the Halo BR is really iconic and and I'm I'm glad that they're really focusing on like making that sound a lot better.
0: Yeah, no it's really good points. And I think a lot of that just really ties into some of the stuff we were just talking about. Um did did any of you guys have anything else that kind of stood out to you about the the weapon sounds or anything else that, you know, that we haven't I... That we haven't addressed. With I, was, I
1: was wondering on what everyone's thoughts on the plasma uh, sounds a bit, because I have that's been one of my biggest issues with the three four three Halo games is the plasma sound. It, yeah. It it, it. it. I mean it. It. It sounds too high pitched. If that makes sense. Where it doesn't sound. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Like it. it I've just. I really hope. They they have more of a, a like, some, you know, some light, I guess. I know that they're probably going for, like, light burning through air or whatnot type sound. But it just, it, I have not been a fan of how plasma sounded in past Halo games. And and I did like what I heard from Infinite. Um, I don't recall, though, if we've, there's no scenes in Hi- Infinite where you're holding a plasma pistol or, or um, no, not, we plasma heard rifle, so no. it's it's like the more iconic weapons that I'm really hoping well, they they change how they sound.
4: I mean, when the gameplay demo, like I think the elite, he shot um some kind of plasma weapon at you almost. So I, I we've heard it there, but we haven't heard like direct audio since then.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I have
4: no thoughts on the plasma.
0: I, I do want to see. I, I do want to hear the the heavier. Um weapons i i think i'm in agreement with proven on that stuff uh any yeah. oh go ahead i was just
3: gonna say the the br definitely sounds a lot better you know and they they talk about um kind of bleeding into the previous conversation too just um how the guns actually fire the reflections of those gunshots bouncing off the environment uh, properly so that they they dissipate you know if you're an open field but if you're in a narrow interior you're going you know it's going to reverberate um, a lot more as it should. And I think, you know, the sounds that we've heard thus far, I think to Mike's point, you know, that the, I, I think you're the, plas- the plasma shots just have a ton of treble and there's like no mids or lows. And I think based on what we've heard with the other um, sound effects so far, I'm hoping that that's going to be the case for, you know, a, a little bit more balanced of a sound rather than that kind of flat, high-pitched hollowness that yeah. we've kind of done.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, I that's exactly where I'm going at. Like, I, and I hope that they, yep. they have that changed.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let's go ahead and, and uh, move along our topics. Cause I know we, um, we're already coming up close to an hour, I think. So uh, I, Don, I know there's a couple of things that stood out to you that were even beyond just the, the sound stuff and the updates, but I'll let you just really quickly, um, you know, highlight some of the things that stuck out to you in, in this, this week. Today's update.
2: Wow, kind of you. Yeah. The the part that really (laughs) hit me pretty hard was at the end of Tale of Two Rockets, which was he starts off saying, for example, earlier this week, I was playing the game with a focus on rescuing scattered squads of Marines from their banished captors, and it just hit me that one of the main things I've always wanted from a Halo game is what they've talked about before with the golden path of this is how you progress the story but also let me branch out and explore this big-ass alien ring. And just that thought that, oh, I'm just going to focus on, I'm going to play for a couple hours by myself, not playing co-op with my brother and my wife. I'm just going to go off and I'm going to go rescue some Marines and have fun playing this game. And the thought of being able to do that is extremely exciting for the various you know side stuff they're gonna have we saw go you know eliminate night, whatever the hell his name was on the map before and just having these different things that i can go and do that may pop back up go to a new area or play again and things pop up again and it's just stuff to do in halo that isn't doing the same mission it might be going through a similar area but it's a different time of night so i've got a different Patrol coming through, and it's a different now. It's daytime, and there's not as many patrols going around. No one's asleep. I got to just go balls out and kill them. I can't try and do stealth. You mix that in with how they then move on to talk about how the um, the aliens and the marines are talking back and forth because he messes up, things go crazy. Which of course, when all hell broke loose, the marine shouts, "Heavy weapon! Uh, heavy weapon fire incoming!" which showcases them calling out. This brute or this brute's got a rocket launcher, which no one else could ever really do because it had to be a human version of the flood before or, you know, tossing a flare. We heard stuff like that, but the battle calls letting you know that you need to keep an eye out for power weapon, then that power weapon being louder and and it's this side content that I can just have fun with like that type of stuff is extremely exciting for me.
0: Well, and it all goes back to like what I, I think what the theme of of Halo has been since they started doing these updates is they really keep emphasizing dynamic, dynamic. It's like sandbox. Things are more dynamic. They're more detailed. There's more layers. You know, like the, I think last week, was it was it last time they were talking about how you could shoot out tires on vehicles and things like that? Um, and yeah, and again, and,
2: oh, and the, the handling will go for that. It's yeah. it's not just this. Okay, it hit one thing, so it's wobbling. It hit stage two. It's now about to blow up. Stage three, it blows up instead. Stage, you're taking out individual parts, which is massively different than it's ever been. And yeah. the
3: physics, yeah, the physics modeling actually responds to those effects.
0: Which would be interesting to see how that ever works on the uh, Jaguar cores, but maybe there's a scaling of that. Error, too. error. <laughs> yeah. This I mean, is where this is where I think uh, Nick would want to pipe in and tell us that this is when they should have canceled.
3: I'm telling you guys, they're going to kill the Xbox One version. <laughs> no, just looking
2: at chat where people are talking about that, um, not to sidetrack it, but I do think they will pare back down I wouldn't be surprised if it's 30 frames per second on Xbox One and even one yep, X. Yeah, it has to be. It because just... there's going to be so much more. Yeah, they, they have to give up that frame rate so that they're not holding back the um, Series X version. It could even be a Crackdown 3 situation where when PC players were playing with people on console, their version got knocked down a little bit so to keep parity, so that they wouldn't see stuff that the person on console couldn't see or interact you know, nothing... with stuff.
0: Nothing elicits positivity and hope like Crackdown Three. Well, that's um, yeah, a really fun game. But, I mean, you obviously like
2: fun. You know, talking it's about fantastic. The,
1: talking about the scalability, though, they uh, this isn't really something that's new with Halo because Halo Three, for example, there were fewer audio samples that played at once if you were if you didn't have a hard drive, right? And it was running direct off off disk without a hard drive, and so. When it comes to the audio portion, I do wonder if there's going to be some level of scaling because the, I didn't realize with uh, Jesse pointing out earlier, I didn't realize that the Marines can call out what enemies are holding or what they're doing. Because And that to me is exciting because I haven't heard any kind of advancements in AI since like, I remember that being a big deal with Call of Duty 2 at the launch of the 360 where your, your AI teammates would, you know, like enemy second, second story window or something like that. And I'm I'm hoping that that's reactive and dynamic and it's not just like a scripted pre-canned. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm hoping that what they do is, you know, in a
3: year or two, they, when they drop the Xbox one version, you know, that conversation you and Abe and I had about uh, the potential of machine learning and how that can bleed into AI, both in, into in into uh, behavioral response, but also into um, AI-driven dialogue. Like that would be you know, because I think we are going to get at least to begin with some pre-canned. You know, they're they've got five different weapons that can be in this environment, right? So they're going to have those those scripts for those. But what happens in when when we actually get the ML-based AI and we start seeing um, you know new new responses that weren't in those pre-can like if you bring a weapon from another environment that they didn't really account for and then they respond to that you know or or if a brute follows you from another zone into this one with a weapon that they didn't account for and how do they respond to that that's the stuff that's going to be really cool
0: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah I, I think people really underestimate that and you know I, it's almost like i know i know we're kind of going off topic a little bit here but it just it really encompasses kind of the overall You know, a lot of the overall feeling I've gotten from some of these updates and really what they're focusing on and the potential, right? Like a lot of it is right now we're not we haven't seen seen anything again since the July show. Um, And so like a lot of what we're hearing is on paper for now, Uh, but just the real potential going forward and, you know, also just. Yeah, I I think you bring up some good points, Daniel, and hopefully they do some an update here soon on the AI because that's going to be one of the the most interesting things to really consider, mm-hmm. not just for a launch, but really going forward. Because just I, again, we'd have to kind of nerd out and, and probably you know lose all our listeners right now, but you know talking about like how they can really uh, evolve that stuff over time, you know, especially as they kind of capture data from how people are playing and stuff. But uh, getting back to the audio thing again, I, I do think that the focus of the sandbox the dynamic aspects and now you're tying the audio into that so like one you know from a gameplay standpoint that's that's really one of the things that stood out in the article when they talked about the prioritization in terms of you know you'll you'll hear the more dangerous weapons first and things like that and then yeah like to your point Mike, the call out so it's all playing into you know this higher quality more dynamic more Detailed sounds is really playing into not just not just the sound. It's really playing into the gameplay now. It's really tying into everything, and it's like when you start tying in your all your senses together. That's what really that's what really um, let you know sticks the landing it's not just the graphics or just the story and it, it's really trying to put it all together so the audio stuff uh, obviously it sounds really impressive and I'm pretty excited about it um, any of you guys have any final thoughts before we try to move on to our, our I guess our our non audio topic
1: Nope. Oh, you get I, I, I I am just real quick. I am really curious to see if there's going to be any noticeable differences between uh, current gen or new gen and last gen because the the audio block in the Xbox One is quite capable too. I mean, it's it's not not comparable to the Series X and Series S, obviously, but it, it, you we've know all, that's the we've reason we've all moved on, Mike.
2: If there's one truth <laughs> I've come to realize, is that there. There really isn't such a thing as lazy devs, and I bet you outside of getting it directly from them, I bet you us plebs are going to have no idea if we try and go back and forth and really notice. I think, yes, they will scale the hell out of it, but they're so damn good at it that I will never be able to freaking
1: tell.
0: Well, I, I will never be able to tell because my uh, Xbox One X was traded into GameStop. No, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Proven, I know you wanted to mention something about the skewer weapon. I don't know what to say about it, so I'll let you take that.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, they basically they introduced a new um, a new bandaged weapon, and it kind of looks like the Retro Lancer from Gears of War, if anyone remembers that. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, Except I, for at the giant told...
2: spike instead of bullets at the, uh, for the actual shooting part.
4: Yeah, yeah. um so it, it looks like it's a kind of it's a it's going to be a heavy weapon. There's an audio clips in the article if, if the listeners want to check it out. It sounds like really really powerful. So yeah, I, I, and I I like the way it looks like the, the design. It looks very banished. It looks like it. it kind of looks like it was like kind of duct taped together in a way. Like it doesn't look like mm-hmm. like it looks like they added a bunch like of
3: all their stuff.
2: Yeah, Banished yeah. is yeah. very focused on we've got all this different tech and we try and make it work and all of our weapons uh do way more melee damage than any other weapon. Yeah.
5: Well, that that's been like only,
1: that's been like the brute's direction even in 3, right? They mm-hmm. they had Yeah, they love their the, their uh, blades leather bands and the blades and a very <clears throat> uh machine-heavy look to it, I guess um
3: yeah their choppers were built
1: by engineers i mean it was just
3: put together by scraps essentially
1: yeah yeah that weapon does look gnarly
0: yeah it looks like it'd be good at melee or do you good. think
2: oh, uh, if you shoot someone next to a wall you stick them to it like in the older <laughs> What the hell was it fear
1: oh that would be amazing that would
0: be pretty cool
2: i don't know if that, would, uh, I, that might be an m rating
0: yeah it's probably isn't it already m, m? I don't think so. I, I,
1: I don't they know. were.
2: I don't is think like it's, it's that kind of... Or something.
5: Yeah.
3: Well, even the I'll first ones were, but they never should have been.
1: No, no they no. shouldn't have been. Yeah, they, they, were, they, there was no they reason, reason to
0: be. I think they said some swear words back when they never used to swear, and so they got it in That <laughs> was That was ridiculous. That well,
2: that's when they were trying to ban... People only stole cars because of Grand Theft Auto. It was that time, so...
0: That's true. We were
2: even stupider than we are now. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, hey, hey Proven, any final thoughts on the skewer?
4: Oh yeah, just to uh, go back to that real quick. Haruspis uh, on Twitter, um, he's someone who does like a lot of Halo stuff. He pointed out that um, this the the skewer was kind of talked about in Shadows of Reach, and he was saying how uh, they're described as anti-tank weapons with rocket-sized projectiles. Um, they're meant as anti-armor weapons, but the brutes like like using them on like Just regular soldiers. So like they're heavy weapons, but I guess the brutes like just like using them on like, normal soldiers. That really sounds like something you can pin
2: someone to a wall with.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right.
3: Physics galore.
0: Well we will See on that uh, for me when it comes to weapons all i really care i mean the, not all i care about but the main thing i'm curious about is how they all balance in the sandbox so we'll, i'll have to wait on and what interests me in that area um, so any any final thoughts about audio or anything on this article before we move on to our kind of our off topic but but somewhat related topic <laughs> With
3: the uh, one last thing um, it's almost the end of march and i do believe that nick was saying that if they were going to kill the Xbox One version, it would have to be in March, right? So yeah, he's losing. The clock's ticking. Losing. Why was that? You- why did he, why did he give it the time limit of March? I think it was just one of his arbitrary uh, deadlines. I don't know.
0: And that canceling Xbox One. You know what? The yeah, Xbox One yeah. will come in like a D. It'll be like t- duct taped together, yep. but they will release it. And then. they
2: haven't even... They're not going to cancel pretty much anything Xbox One that's been announced for it until they've got the new server blades in X-Cloud right. anyways, because they have to run the Xbox well, One version.
1: Exactly. I mean, they that's did... Not right. they, uh, no, I'm not saying that they're going to cancel Halo, but to be fair... They pushed
2: those off. I know what you're talking about. They've pushed them back.
1: No, no, no. Flight Sim and ever ever Qu- no not every quest ever That's different but Yeah those, they, they... those two games were announced for the Xbox one
0: Yeah not like Halo but all right well, and, yeah. But
2: yeah like Everwild Forza Motorsport
1: Flight Forza Sim. was never announced Yeah Horts, for... Forza yeah. was never but Everwild the
2: only one that was announced and then kind of went silent and then came back and yeah
1: Same thing with Flight Sim
0: P- Peter asked mm-hmm. the question: Is there a world where hey, Xbox One version is multiplayer only? I think that that option's kind of flown the coop. I think they yeah. would have had they would have had to announce yeah. that by now, I I, think,
2: after so. launch and moving forward. gave it a year or two, and then the main campaign yeah. stuff is only next gen, yeah. and but multiplayer yeah. is always everything.
0: Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. agree yeah. with that. I mean, there, the thing there... with the Xbox One is is like a lot of if you look at like the Switch, like a lot of games somehow make it under there, and the Xbox One is even more powerful than that's so like i i don't think like i'm sure the game's going to be uh, per, like not super pretty to look at and probably won't run a <laughs> good frame rate but like it's the, probably gonna be gonna super
3: really low crazy. res yeah but it's going to work yeah. i think, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be surprised
0: think cyberpunk no hopefully not that oh, if God. they've got God, the no.
2: coalition helping them and the coalition's reconstruction method from gears 5 is anything they can learn from i think it'll still look, it'll look fine
0: yep yeah. Like I said, uh, I think most enthusiasts at this point have, are, have traded theirs in or at least are playing on something. If
3: different. they could
1: find one. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. care about graphics, you're not playing on an OG Xbox One.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, guys. So I, I do want to move things uh, forward. And so we're, we're going to talk about one topic, and then I'll look through the, the chat and see if there's any questions we might have missed. But um, I, this is... Somewhat off topic, uh, I wanted to talk about the potential of, you know, Microsoft buying Discord. It was brought up this week. Uh, normally, that would feel like a weird tie-in to Halo, but but I uh, I am going to argue against that. I think this might actually be very relevant to the Halo community and everything. So, uh, so just to kind of catch people up, if they haven't already heard over the last couple of days, it does sound like uh, Microsoft's at least talking. Um maybe exclusively I don't know whether we that's we, the,
2: the Wall Street Journal has said they are exclusively talking with them
0: okay that and that seems kind of odd but I you know I'll, I'll guess well that's a different subject matter but the, the gist of it is that there's this potential we do I, I think it's kind of somewhat general knowledge that Microsoft has been interested in in the past and uh, it does make sense that I, I do think out of any of these mega corporations um, Discord fits Microsoft's like it helps them from a strategic purchase more than, you know, most other mega corporations. So it makes sense that they're going to be probably at the forefront of, of negotiating with them if they don't go public. So I, I did want to talk about that for a moment um, and really get people's thoughts on that and, and really kind of, I guess, talk about the impact that maybe discord might have on halo on the Xbox, um, And then if they don't get discord, uh, What are some things that we think Microsoft needs to evolve or, you know, innovate on along with Halo? Because the reason I bring this up is if we remember, Halo used to always be a trendsetter, right? Like on the, it it came out, CE came out on consoles. We never saw anything like that on a console before. Halo 2 came out and then with matchmaking, it really was like the evolution of, You know xbox live and matchmaking and online gaming and it really was one of the keys in terms of of um pushing that technology or that that really that paradigm forward in in gaming into where we're at today and then if you know you went on to halo 3 and it introduced the forge and and that created a whole nother element of you know ongoing games like games that keep you know keep uh refreshing themselves because of the community. And so uh, so I I, I I felt like this would be a good time to bring that up and kind of consider, you know, where are some areas that, that Halo could potentially set the bar again when it comes to community or evolution? How could Discord tie into that? Is, is there, and if they don't, is there some other things that they can do? So who wants to begin? <laughs> I'll turn it over. Uh, you know, Mike, I'll let you go. Uh, you talk about that for a little bit and then... Well, you know,
1: I mean, I think you're entirely right, because if they're, if they, it's clear with them making the multiplayer aspect free to play, that they want Halo to have a far, far reach. And they, they I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of want it to be um, their in-house equal or what have you of like Fortnite, where it's just everywhere, where you can get it on your phone through Cloud, you can play it on your TV, or Last gen or current gen consoles and PC. Um, you know, adding Discord to that, where right now it's kind of a pain in the ass to jump into a chat between consoles and PC, not even just console yeah. and PC, but obviously by the end of this year, X Cloud is going to be a bigger factor. I, I mean, I, the last time I played, um, Sea of Thieves on X Cloud with friends, it was a pain to, um, it was a good thing that I was in there. I was there in person. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking in chat and using something like Discord and integrating Discord and every uh, backend aspect of their 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 chat system. Just I think would make that so much more seamless and and um, a much more pleasant experience overall.
3: A unified interface.
1: Yep, unified yeah. is the perfect way to put it. Yep. I yeah, mean, I can mean, still make yeah. it like a party chat. They don't have to change any of the functionality on the individual platforms or consoles. But, you know, like right now, if I want to do a party chat with someone on PC, I have to send them an invite or they send me an invite. And sometimes it's hit or miss on how easy or hard it is to connect on the PC. Whereas if you integrate Discord, it doesn't matter if you're on Discord, if you're on. If you're using the Xbox app on your PC, or if you're in a party chat on your um, on your console, or you use Discord on a phone, it's all just one one chat, you know. Yeah, it's platform agnostic. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah I, I think the thing with Discord is, well, Xbox's like whole uh, strategy seems to be obviously play on whatever device you have, and Discord's available everywhere. So except for consoles right now. So I think obviously if they Discord, then I would expect to see Discord integrated into the console relatively shortly after. So I think if we're using Halo as an example, like whether I'm playing on PC or I'm playing on, on XCloud or console, if you could just go onto Discord and join like a multiplayer chat with other people, like I think that would be really like obviously beneficial.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, part of you know um, as the resident acquisitions nerd, I guess, with the the OT, Um, you know, part of acquisitions is also uh, technologies. It's not just the IP. It's not just the staff. It's not just the UI and um, or what people see on the front end. Right. So, I mean, in theory, you could you could incorporate elements of uh, Discord, you know, in the existing, you know, if you're if you're still just doing a a chat uh, between Xboxes or a a, um, uh, group party chat. I'm sorry, not not just text, but a group party chat across Xboxes. They could incorporate that same technologies that Discord use uses to have more than. I mean, because I can't remember what the the max is on Discord, but it's it's more than what you can do with Xbox party chat. So they can integrate the technologies just like they're going to be integrating Orion into um, X Cloud um, in the near future. So it's more than you know. It is it is aiming for those 200 million users that I think uh, use Discord right now, but it's also looking at how they can leverage those technologies that they already have in Discord into the Xbox ecosystem and eventually, like like we were saying earlier, make it a unified um, interface, unified platform.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. The Discord doesn't actually have a limit on voice chat. It's pretty much however much you can handle until your computer explodes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even be, better. They'd
2: probably put a limit on it. For...
1: Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, I'm sure. I imagine part of the reason that there's a limit is because whoever's hosting it, that's eating up their bandwidth. So. Yeah, they and, th- and
2: being a, it's computer or, you know, phone, it's just you keep going until it doesn't work anymore and then you're to start kicking people. But once you get into a closed-off system like console, they'll figure out this is the number that works best for what people are going to use. Our metrics show that, you know, hit, stopping at 20, even if it's, you know, 15 or something, you know, there's not going to be parties that are way bigger than that. Well, well, what the,
0: one of the things that I find really interesting, like if I think about some of the weaknesses right now in the, you know, just quote unquote weaknesses like things that maybe haven't evolved the, at the pace you might expect from you know the innovators of matchmaking is things like the sharing, things like you know you guys mentioned obviously the the, the party chats across the
2: yeah game divier is bet.
0: Yeah, like, but sharing stuff like you—you you think about you know the the Halo community and you think about like the future of Halo and like the opportunities. I, I assume we're, we'll hopefully learn about the Forge stuff here in the upcoming months, but you know like. Y- one of the fun things with Halo, I mean, right from the get-go from CE is what was the videos that we used to see with people doing, you know, wild physics tricks with the, you know, with the warthogs and things like that. And, you know, with the grenades and uh, rocket launchers. And, 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 and now you think about taking all that to, like, extreme levels with, you know, with the potential of the sandbox, with all the possible forge modes, uh, the, like just going to the ongoing support for 10 years or whatever that's going to be. Um, you know, they really do need to, I, I, I think it's time for the entire ecosystem to try to evolve when it comes to being able to share things, um, you know, invite people to things. And, and if you kind of think about it, if they get this discord thing, and you sit that on the, on the X cloud that really opens up some like crazy possibilities. I mean, you can, maybe you you'll be in a chat and you'll be like, Hey, just send an invite, you know, through the discord and they link it and they can. You know join it on their phone maybe so like that's kind of stuff is sounds pretty like it's got a lot of potential uh not just to sew up some of the weaknesses which you know i think that's what we're all focused on but even kind of forward thinking beyond that and i'm hoping that um discord or not that with halo it, it does sound like they really have the right intentions when it comes to evolving the game and and the you know how dynamic it is and uh, you know, all these other elements, but uh, the community stuff, the, the, the stuff that we don't really think about that's not directly gameplay, it's more, you know, kind of peripheral to that. I think that stuff's going to be really important and, and really magnified with a game like this. So that's kind of, that's where I might, th- that's one of the reasons why I did think the Discord stuff was, uh, was kind of interesting, even though it's not really something that would normally be on a Halo podcast. I do think it was at least worth mentioning. Um, do any of you guys have any other thoughts about the uh, Discord stuff?
2: I I like Discord. This could be good.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm assuming that they'll put it in Game Pass Ultimate, so I won't have to pay for it ever again, which is great for me.
2: Uh, it's I don't know, man. Putting a full $10 a month thing, I saw people talking about that. It was a perk. I think it might be a perk more often yeah. now. But also... Yeah. Like if the rumors of Ubisoft Plus, and if they do get Discord, and it, I I think it might be another tier, and maybe you save a couple bucks by doing it that way. I don't think they just throw yeah. it right in yeah. there completely. That'd be too good. Agreed.
4: I mean, I, I've always assumed that eventually they're going to expand. They're going to have multiple tiers, or like the, the highest tier, you'll get like free DLC or something, and all the other
1: stuff. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I I think too many tiers would be a bad thing. Um, yeah, until they yeah, maybe, get rid maybe, of like, live. They, yeah, they have to get rid of gold. Um, yeah,
3: I'm sorry. Xbox Network now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with gold in the mix, unless they, until they make, I mean, until they make the multiplayer free and they get rid of gold, because who's going to be part of gold really if they take away the requirement for multiplayer? Until they do that, I adding in any more tiers would just not. Work for them. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right.
3: No good. I don't nod. think. I'm gonna say I don't think I have anything to add to Discord. Okay,
0: <laughs> that sounds good.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's that was that was cheesy. Um, so let's move on.
3: <laughs> I had to since Nick's not here.
0: Yeah, I would need some dad jokes uh, since Nick's not here. Well, I I usually bring some bad dad jokes too, but um, I haven't had time. So let's go ahead and. This is normally what we would do, community questions. I'm looking through the chat. I'm just going to kind of scroll through real quick. I think we were able to cover most of the questions as we were going. Uh, I see a couple comments that I didn't address. I uh, did notice that Striker plays said that the biggest problem with halo right now is simply that the prometheans are just boring i i would agree with you
1: (laughs) i push back
2: against that damn it they were Uh, they were boring in four they were better in five and i think they'll be better in even better in infinite
1: they're better i
3: i I think the problem is there the bullet reactivity they're they're too damn bullet spongy i mean there's there's I don't know. I, they, they definitely. That was work. the difficulty
2: thing in five. It just make them take 18 trillion shots to die because there's, you know, we're both to always have four and you can get rezzed type of stuff. With that being I, less of a thing in Infinite, I think it will be more you get those good hits on the main areas and they'll go down a little faster. See, so I,
0: here's my thoughts. I hope they just they start Halo Infinite with a uh, cutscene and in the first five minutes the uh, they, they kill end. all the
2: covenant it's only Prometheans. I'm with you.
0: No That's when I started
1: asking for a refund, because that no. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. That's That, that that's like that's the, what I'm the thing about. that that they were just to me, they were a downgrade in four because you had what? Well, what were the most common enemies? The the human looking ones. The um, not human, but they had the. Well,
2: they didn't have the, the soldiers and the soldier, four. They were only is that five. What they,
1: they were yeah okay. So the soldiers, the I mean, you don't get much more generic than those. And then the knights, who I thought had potential in four, they completely downgrade them by falling back to the hit the glowy bits for extra damage. Yeah. Like, it, And and then the dogs are just stupid in general. They're, they're, so I just... No,
2: it's because you're a cat person. <laughs> 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 hey,
1: I, expand. I think if, expanding and fixing the knights. I think the knights were a good direction for them. Yeah. Um, and expanding on that. Move away from the soldiers. Um, because that that is the prime example of generic. You, just having something that Looks humanoid in nature, but it's a metallic. Let uh, me just kill humans. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just I, I, yeah. I mean, do away with the the dogs. Like, go back to what makes sense for a Promethean um, technology. the 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 Promethean knights make sense, but the dogs and the humanoid soldiers do not.
0: When when you say it like that, freaking freaking robot dogs in halo like yeah that's just whoever put that whoever let that get through i don't know like it doesn't Um, make sense
1: because the the whole the whole point of the prometheans were to fight the flood right like
2: yeah yeah it was digitizing various um life forms so that they couldn't be assimilated by the flood well i thought so. they assimilated
1: their favorite dogs. i thought the knights were the only thing digitized
5: yeah.
2: Was it just that? Well, they had no, the soldiers were too. Here's yeah.
0: your chance, Proven. Uh, tell us how much you love the
4: uh, the Prometheans.
2: They're the best.
4: Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> what do you mean? I, do you I, I, like I I don't. I haven't played enough because like I Don's played Halo Five like a million times, so like, I feel like, I'm, like <laughs> I just. The thing is, every time I play Halo Five, I just feel like I can never figure out exactly where their weak point is, and like I know. They have a weak point. Dogs like, are I the head, feel...
2: soldiers are the head, and then the knights are the shoulders, and then the head.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh, it, no, no. It, I, I, but I just feel like every time I play, like it, I just don't find the feedback I get from them satisfying. Like maybe I can it can that. fix yeah. the way. I agree. It, it, they they it,
2: are it, robotic in their lack of. You know, they're not meat suits.
3: So the reactivity is bad.
4: Yeah. The, the the thing is, for me, like any. Any, I don't like robot enemies in games in general. Like I remember for Gears Five, like I hated the section with the robots. I think really? that was Gears Four. I don't remember Gears one of those. 4. I, I I just find the robots in any game like they're just so unsatisfying to fight because they're just giant metal cans that walk towards you and don't stop. Like, yeah. I don't find that satisfying. I,
0: I would say that's pretty much a universal thing for me as well. Yeah. For, for everything I, yeah. from Halo, Halo to, to Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't like fighting robots. Um, all right. So yeah. we'll move past Prometheans. I think we voted them down mostly, except for Don, but he's holding on. Uh, I said
2: so, they don't have great reactivity. My goodness. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: the Winter Shoulder
3: <laughs> had a good know. question. Wait, who? Uh, the Winter Shoulder. Uh, He was asking, uh, with Buck gone from Team Osiris, would 343 bring the team back with Gabriel Thorne from Spartan Ops? Uh, It would go back to 343's originally uh, wanting him on Osiris seen in Halo 5's concept art. Um, Thoughts?
0: I think that in this particular Halo, they're they're probably gonna just really slim down the cast in general. So Agreed. you
2: say that, but the leak we haven't talked about is about a character from Shadows of Reach having a voice actor leaking the November date, which we all assume is right. November fifteenth anyways. I think you're going to run into more people than we have been led to. It's not gonna be a lone Spartan thing again. You are just gonna be Master Chief and probably, you know, four Master Chiefs if you're doing co-op. Maybe they change that later up. Yeah. But right, they, but you're going to run into more people.
3: Yeah, oh, but I yeah, think the. I,
4: imagine is, so go ahead.
3: Uh, go, I was going to say that I think the point is that it's it's not going to be um, a character that's with you that you're playing as as you know if co- in co-op or anything like that. I think we you know will definitely see other characters. I, I don't think givers. that everybody exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Don't, yeah, don't, that's don't. kind of how I imagine. Not don't. It's in Mike. You can't fight it. Yeah,
4: the, the, no. the way I imagine it being is you'll go around, say, to the Halo, then you'll see a character that you recognize and you'll do, like, a couple... You'll you'll help flowers, and then they'll disappear, go wherever. So. Who's
2: going to tell you to go kill that named knight, Mike? It's going to be another Spartan. At well, your forward nobody, base where you get to set up... Nobody told you in
1: the... in the gameplay trailer. It was already there. Master Chief just knows, okay? They have, they have talked about
2: they have talked about how there's going to be four bases and you free this base and then you can do you can uh, I bet you you can get your load out if you get a vehicle that type of stuff there's people around it's going to be very light mechanics it won't be too much for your old old man bones you'll be able to survive it and you're going to learn to love it uh, go ahead to man.
3: to answer the question that was asked i think it would be <laughs> cool if thorn was brought in um because Um, I like the story of Spartan Ops much more than the actual missions of of Spartan Ops, especially since so many of them were just copy-paste. But he was a good character by the end of, um, you know, when you got through that entire arc. Um, So I think it would be cool if they did for two reasons. One, um, you know, I don't want to return to a Bungie world where Chief is the only Spartan left despite every other aspect of the universe signifying otherwise um even if Infinity's destroyed you know there's got to be some survivors that made it to zeta halo um and and i think it would also be good because um you know having a spartan three group with you to take on some of these uh, more challenging areas might be kind of cool because you know i know that the the, the lone ranger type element of chief in the classic halos was always good but we also forget that there were plenty of times in some of those best levels where you you fought alongside um you know unsc soldiers and so instead of having you know meat sponges um that just you know fall over after a couple shots it'd be kind of cool to have some spartans with you
0: yeah, I, I could yeah. see that. I, I will say, and this is a, this is probably a topic for a different a different show. I I do hope they bring back a lot more disposable allies because it was always kind of fun to try to protect them. You know, like you, you know those Spartans aren't going to die, so you you just let them be. Oh, drawn we
3: weren't supposed it. to just kill them as soon as they came in. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Or you just
0: kill them and took their weapons if it was Halo One. All that's right, what so- I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, well, i legendary. You do what you got to do. Um, so let's I, I could to...
4: imagine gameplay because I, like, we obviously know there's going to be like missions where you have to go save some sh- soldiers that are kind of uh, stuck somewhere. I could imagine like you save them and then maybe like if you want, like, ask them to join you and then well, they, kill them later if you want to take their weapons. They said
1: that Get that, that snipes the, one of the in the in the sandbox. I think it was, or maybe it was the ask 343 One of them. They, I thought they touched on um, one of the things in the open world segments is going to be like the smoke signals that you can go and uh, mm-hmm. rest. Yeah, you see them
2: in the distance. You go save people, and then if you get a vehicle, they just get in with you.
1: Yeah,
0: you know yeah. it was always said. Yeah. What was always said in the Halos, like when you would go and save those soldiers, and then by the time you would get out and beat the level, you'd have no more soldiers left, anyways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and happened. you know, I I'm kind of in between, like. The whole lone soldier thing, I, I agree, kind of didn't make sense because if you read the books and stuff, you would know that Master Chief wasn't the only one. Um, but then at the same time, I think 343 went too far in the opposite direction where yeah, absolutely, you're just... you're it, you, um, it was mass-produced Spartans. And, to, I mean, yeah, I get the whole... What that means for, you know... Um, Humans, hurrah, and all that. It just, I, uh, I don't know. It. I mean, I, it, that
3: that's pulled from the books. Even even when Bungie was still in charge of things, Spartan threes were were there. They oh. were they were squishier, all that kind of jazz. Yeah, yeah, but so, they weren't. I mean,
1: as mass produced as Spartan fours. Like Spartan well, threes not, were were right kind of like what the type Diet Coke of of Spartans know, were. OBM
2: calls us the Spartans. What type of Spartans are we? Are we twos?
1: I'm Spartan one.
3: I hope hope we're twos. I'm in a wheelchair.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm one of the Spartan twos that didn't work and it just made me fat.
3: (laughs) I think it would just be kind of cool if you heard them kind of, you know, in like like they're still around, but they're
1: not with you all the time. Just maybe in specific moments. So it's it's not overused. Where where I'm at is like, I hope there are still other Spartans. I hope you're not the only one. And it can be like an Easter egg or a cool moment when you – either run into it plus you know we have to remember this is a a 10-year platform or whatever the hell they want to call it so like there's there's nothing to say that one do we even know that the entirety of infinite is going to be all like the entire thing is going to be on the ring that we're not going to go to any other worlds or locations
0: at some point we're going to be traveling to different stuff it's just a matter of when right i don't know if it's going to be and
2: when are we going to get to meet everyone's fan favorite Spartan Sarah Palmer. Oh my
0: god! All right, so I think from there <laughs> we can move her. on. To, we can move on to the I next one. I know she just created
1: really We I have uh, oh, whatever. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, 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 Jeff Bob, uh, the man with two first names, asks, "Hey guys, do you think <laughs> do you think they'll abandon the log storyline or quickly move past it?" Uh, all right. Well, I actually do have some thoughts about this, but first, I'll let you guys uh, see if any of you have any immediate thoughts about that lock in this one.
3: Can you repeat that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'll but the abandon the lock storyline or quickly move past it? Oh, he's dead. See, I don't think so. But I, okay, go ahead. I mean,
3: I mean, I think he's fine as a character. Like, I think. Um, there's there can be a lot more that can be done, especially with his Oni background and all that kind of stuff. But the freaking backlash that that character got from the overly vocal Halo community, as we all know, um, I think that, that 343 is probably just going to kill him off, off screen or in the beginning when, when Infinite gets blown to pieces. I,
1: I, I think the backlash was largely because they were pretty public on their intent of having Locke replace Chief. And I think I think the, I think it was I think the yeah, same think backlash too- like if they if if Bungie said that um during the course of Halo 2 that their intention is for Arbiter to replace Chief we would have seen similar backlash and it Oh absolutely w- and yeah. we we did see some backlash just to Arbiter being included um Yeah which I kind of get like that backlash I think was for different reasons but as a if there was like I think Locke would work as a side supporting character, someone that was just there in the background.
3: Um, it would be great as a side game for him to have his own,
1: you know, with Osiris. Kind maybe of like
2: a DLC a year or two in? Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I yeah. think. I, th- if they had I like an I'm ODST underpad. style
1: exp- yeah. mini expansion or what have you, that yeah. would be totally cool.
0: And that might be the way that you can maybe. Ed and flow the the sort of game elements of it you know maybe you do bring back some of you bring back di- you could try different abilities right in in, in some deals. he was
2: an assassin what if it's more stealth focused and he's got abilities that help him get around all the sleeping grunts and murder you know they, they can go really cool ways with it Yeah, you mean hey.
3: like if IO got bought out and they did like a side <laughs> story with, with Locke oh my god the seven <laughs> deadly sins of Locke
0: what? We we know that, and this is it's actually interesting. We're talking about this. You can almost go off on another tangent, another show with this stuff. But you know, we do know that the other, um, all the studios are getting to work on multiple little little side projects and, and kind of incubate stuff and try, you know, uh, pitch pitch different things that could maybe become bigger bigger spinoffs or games or, um, and you know, we've already heard the same with Coalition. It wouldn't shock me, you know, they've already done the Halo Wars too. I I wouldn't shock me if 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 um, if oh my god.
3: Three, could you, you mention Arcane?
0: Well, that so that's what what I'm saying, but it, it may not even be another studio. It could be right in within 343. They could have a a team that does something with Halo in another genre. And and so like on the lock thing, I know that he is kind of despised by a lot of the community, but I think it, I think to Mike's point, it really has more to do with him being associated with the bad Halo 5 game. Uh, and I say bad meaning the story and things like that. And the fact that the, that people felt misled on the advertising yeah, his
2: character level. wasn't fleshed out. There were so no, many hooks put in that never got any payoff.
3: I
0: I, it,
3: it, I it hope was, that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I it, he it's not that he was a uh, like a like an annoying character. He just wasn't developed. He wasn't you know they didn't no. do much with him. So yeah, um,
3: the the other thing is there were a lot of comments that were oh, racist yeah. trash comments. Yeah, you know, that's
0: that... gonna be that shit too. We know that. Yeah. No, I, I I would I would agree with you there, Daniel. But I I do think they should stick with Locke, but in a spinoff, like give them a chance to actually be in an interesting game that's advertised correctly, so that it's not. Uh, and, and that's going to be the interesting thing with Halo because Halo is a huge universe, like. A Star Wars where you could go in a lot of different directions you could you could spin off genres with it like 343 doesn't need to have another IP for their for their other teams to for them to have second and third teams that maybe work on other things they can do um, they can take some chances and especially with the game pass thing and I know some people don't like hearing that but you know especially with the game pass you can take some chances that maybe you wouldn't have taken in, in a traditional model so I don't think he's dead I don't think they're going to kill him off initially I think he's going to be somebody that they'll is probably not going to have much of a role in this game i think this game is as they said uh, a master chief game but you know when they're talking about again 10 years consistent dlc and all this opportunity that their other studios are getting you have to assume three for three will get some of that and and if they do then why not take some of these underdeveloped characters that we kind of already know at least we know know them a little bit and and you know fix that fix that development piece and and try to build some cool different types of games around them. Maybe yeah. like you were going
1: to say something. It, well, it just if it if it's a side thing, I think it would entirely work. I mean, when you think about it, no one complained about ODST. You know, right. no one no one complained about um those characters. And and I think just again, it as long as they keep it a side thing, uh, a side project, a uh, side DLC or something and they
0: advertise it right. Yeah, yeah.
1: they advertise it right and they don't make the mistake of like, hey, we wanna I just I think for the core as long as Master Chief is the the protagonist of the core franchise, I think they're fine and and safe to do anything on the side. No one's complained about Halo Wars. No one's complained about ODST. Um no one's complained about I bet I uh, bet you I could find people complaining about it. Well I mean the protagonists, the main characters. Wait, Dad, uh, are you
0: saying you, say you can find somebody pl- complaining about a Halo game? <laughs> Look, I, I, I mean, can
2: go to the Halo subreddit, and I can literally find any topic that has ever been anything in any Halo at any point throughout the entire recorded human history and find 40 or 50 posts about it.
3: At least, yeah. Um, and Reach definitely had a ton of backlash. I remember from people complaining about that you didn't play as uh, as Master Chief, even though like that was never a promise or expectation. But I would hope that um, you know. I mean, just kind of back to Winter Shoulders' questions. Like, it would be so cool if we got a No Cyrus um, game, a side story game with Thorn instead of Buck since he's out. And like, do you do you guys remember how cool Republic Commando was when that came out back on OG Xbox? Like, what if we had something like that where you had a squad? Kind of like Halo Five, but not like Halo Five. At all. I got a secret: the guy who does well,
2: Public Commando did Halo Five.
3: That's kind of what they tried. With he was Halo trying 5. to right. do it. Yeah. I, I know, I know, but, but it, like not
1: as a mainline. Yeah, a better version. Can, yeah, be, yeah. Be The problem with well, you're not
2: beholden to the mainline. Yeah. expectations.
1: And exactly. And, and they what they did with the AI clashed with what they did with the enemy enemy AI and like the encounter design completely clashed with what they tried to do with your teammate AI. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the, the the focused uh, tactical type of commands and gameplay does not work with a large scale. Um, yeah. Uh, I, encounters. Right. I, I wouldn't
0: would mind that... if. I would mind if Halo Five was the last time they tried that. To be honest <laughs> with you.
1: Well, in the mainline, I'm open to like what Dan Daniel was talking about a a side thing. I'd be op- totally open for that.
3: Well, when we talk about machine learning AI being used, you know, big data being used to tailor those AIs so they're not crap like they were in Halo Five. That's like true. That that that, that, that is, true. is the defining thing that we could do differently with the Series Console versions, you know, because at that I, point they wouldn't be the Xbox One.
0: I, I will say that'd be an interesting topic, probably for a different show. I am going to move on because I know we are at an hour and a half already, so we're, we went over. But you time.
2: told <laughs> before we started, you were like, "Yeah, we're probably not even hit an hour."
0: Yeah, I, I forget we talk a lot. Um, yeah, the rest of right.
2: us all said, "Shut up, idiot!" We always <laughs> go over an hour.
0: Um, so there was a, t- uh, a question from Apache, which I thought was interesting. Hold on a second, now I lost it. He, he was basically talking about like a. Uh, do where I it? I lost it. One of you guys got another question lined up. <laughs> God, <look for> <laughs> I had it here. No. A all right, um, this is going to be, I think, the last question, and then we will wrap up the show. So he said, okay, yeah, so far my only worry is Halo Infinite will retell Halo Combat Evolved. I'm excited for the return to the classic feeling and everything gameplay related, but not sure how they handled the story. Um, so I think this is probably a good question to end our show on, uh, just because it kind of wraps back to you know, really what the first topic of the day was when, you know, the developers were talking about the music being a throwback to Halo CE. And we really, we kind of heard that theme over and over again. So, uh, so I, I guess we'll open that up to the group. What's your thoughts about that? Is there any concerns that maybe they're going too hard towards Halo CE? Is it just enough? Um, Let's start off with, I'll start off with you, Daniel. I don't know if I started with you and too many.
3: Um you know I I think it's too early to tell. I think you know uh there's a lot of lip service like like Jesse said. Um but there I don't think that I think people who want an, a CE experience are not going to get a CE experience down to the to the bone, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz there's just you know uh, game development, level design, all those things have evolved that that we're never going to go back to. I mean, there's a lot of uh, especially in Halo One and Halo Three, a lot of uh, repeated levels where you go from point A to B and then right back to A. Those things aren't going to happen anymore. So I think, I think we're probably going to get somewhere that's that's a little bit closer to you know leaning towards new, but not quite middle of, uh, of a balance between the new and the old. I think that anybody who's worried that it's <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think anybody who's worried that it's too too much back to CE are there. It's not going to be, I mean, from, from the, the game design, the level design that we've heard about, that's nothing like CE, right? I mean, there wasn't, uh, these open gated hubs, like we're going to be getting, there wasn't, um, this side content. I mean, yeah, you could, you could take some of these levels in one or two different paths, but in general, it was still, um, you know, a, uh, well-designed level that was made to appear more open than it actually was. So I, I don't think it's a a concern that that people should have. That,
1: that's I, I a think. Good take. Uh, go, go ahead, what, Mike. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
0: no, you go ahead.
1: I, I, well, I mean, touching on the actual. I'll go ahead. Oh, wait, you go ahead. <laughs> touching on the uh, actual topic of the story, I think they're doing a, a good balance of it because mm-hmm. my bad. No, 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 no. You're good. You're no, because I, I was gonna say a lot of what you said too. You just kind of beat me to the punch on that. Um,
0: Somebody's got to be a crunch, contrarian to make it interesting. Go ahead. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> no, uh, and that's usually me. Um, no, I don't read. <laughs> no, to, but to, to go on touch on the the story, I think they're gonna do a good balance where it, it kind of. When you think about it, it kind of calls back to, to CE and, and Halo yep. 2, where, um, you know, humans are, they have their back against the wall. A- and I, but I think that's to the overall strength of the arc because it, it, it goes back to my issue with the mass produced uh, Spartans in five. It, it lessened the stakes, you know, like it's, yep. it, and so it kind of created this, um, this uh, back and forth scenario where you have so many, you have an army full of Spartans. So how do you make the threat interesting? While well, that's what brought us to Cortana at the end of five. You it's the that... superna-
3: Superman conundrum, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you know, having fewer Spartans and having, Ma- I don't know what the hell happens, but Master Chief waking up to the the human army being. Just scattered about and destroyed left and right. Like I, I, think that's it. Calls back to CE and two and three, like the original trilogy, definitely. But they can put their own, oops, they can put their own spin to it, and it, it can be, I think, to the benefit to the overall story going forward because the the risks are there. They're they're I don't know they're 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 able to make them I think more personal. I think that's another thing where if you get so big and so grand, you kind of lose the personal angle on it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, it still opens up a lot of opportunities for the story going forward. Uh, Sectioning
2: off the levels and having it so that there's, like, legitimate physical gaps in between everything also makes it easier to have those more, like, tightly confined, and this makes sense, um, stories for each level.
0: So, Dan, what, what what's your final thoughts on that? And then I'll I'll send mine, and we'll wrap it up.
2: That's about it, really. I am everything I hear and see about this game makes me more and more excited, and I cannot wait until November fifteenth when it is released.
1: Yep. Cool.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Apache, I I I I hear the concerns, and actually, it's interesting because I, you know, I, I hear a lot of the, you know, for years, the 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 classic content creators obviously are more, um, you know lean heavily into the the classic halos and i do too i, I really prefer that it's from a campaign standpoint i i do uh although i put in like 2000 hours in the halo Fives multiplayer but um but I, you know i do hear the complaint like the concerns on both sides where one thinks that maybe it's not going to involve enough and then we're what where the other side's like thinks it's maybe doing too much and they want it to be ce and and when i hear the developers i th- Think what their intent is, and this is really all I can judge right now. We don't know the execution. Uh, we can just we can just kind of try to gauge the words they're saying and try to you know understand what they're trying to accomplish. And from everything that they've said, it, it it feels like they're trying to bring back some of those nostalgia feelings in terms of the tone, in terms of like what Mike was saying about being an individual soldier, like the stakes being higher, having a more personal story, um, and at the same time you can't go all the way back to, you can't make the game like CE and elicit the feelings of CE because one of the things that was so powerful about CE is there wasn't anything really like it when it came out. So, you know, it was grandiose. Like when you get out of the ship and you see that, you know, that those environments, you know, there, there, and when you kind of the first time you saw an elite jump behind something and you know to recoup his shields and then come back out at you or charge you when they get low so you know there was these there's a lot of these elements that we just never saw put together in a game before so i think what they're trying to do is recapture ce from like a tonal standpoint uh but they're going to balance that it's got it's got to evolve it's got to evolve in gameplay and in music and in sound and and it, it seems like with the updates they're that they're trying to do that. I will be um, really interested to see what what they talk about when they bring up the subject of AI, because I think that's probably one of the most important things to try to evolve. So uh, but overall, at this point, I, it sounds like they're, they're, at least their intention is a good balance. We'll have to wait, though, on the execution. So
1: I think another thing that we definitely don't know about is how they're going to address the whole Cortana thing. Because at the end of the demo, didn't um, that Spartan, or Spartan, I'm sorry, the um, G- um, Banished General, didn't he say that both the Banished and what was, what was, it sounded like they teamed up. Harbinger
3: themselves. is what they refer to, but there's no, there's no direct, so we talked about this on the Shadows of Reach uh, book club podcast, and there's no direct um, mention that Cortana is the harbinger because at the end of Shadows of Reach, both the UNSC forces and the Banished are fleeing from Cortana as she and the Guardians arrive at Re- at Reach. So, um, oh. I, Jesse and I have our theories about who the harbinger actually is. Um, but in terms of what happens with Cortana, they go they go and get these cryobins from Halsey's lab. We both think that it's um, basically cloned um, backups or brains of, of what was originally ma- used to make Cortana to begin with because there's an the audio clip where, you know, uh, she finds her quote unquote finds and and um, she says, I don't know how I'm here, but I'm here and um, or something along those lines. And, and I think at that point, you know, I joked about it being a restoration point, but um at some point, I think that version of Cortana is going to either break down, the version of what's in the domain, or something along those lines. But I think that, regardless, we're going to get "quote unquote" our Cortana back in some form, some yeah. form or fashion.
0: Well, that would be uh, good because I obviously uh, that. The kind of contrived um, <laughs> the way they 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 did that in in Halo Five. Yeah, and it
3: totally they... destroyed the whole like sacrifice of four. Right. Yeah, didn't yeah.
0: yeah. make sense. But yeah, we'll 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 cover that in a different show because I know that's not even the question he was asking. Um, so I, I am going to, unless anybody's got anything else they want to add here at the end. Just um, that,
2: look out for our next book club podcast coming in the future at some point. We'll be covering the Forerunner trilogy. If you haven't read that, three books—they're pretty good. It gets a little dry at points, so it'll be a little bit before we get to them. But if you want to be caught up, go ahead and read the Forerunner trilogy. That'll be our next target.
0: Awesome, thank you very much, Don. And with that, I, normally we have Soul that does our sign off. So, uh, what's our what's what's my lines? <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> thank you,
4: Patreons.
1: Yeah. yeah, basically, check out our Patreon. <laughs> check out our forum. Uh, subscribe
3: to YouTube.
1: <laughs> yeah, hit the subscribe button like all of you right now <laughs> And the bell uh,
0: Other than that, I think we're gonna try to go live more often. We've been doing recorded shows up to now This you know, yeah, this show especially is...
2: around these blog posts and stuff when we know yeah. when they're
1: coming Yep,
0: yeah, so we're gonna try to time out the blog posts and go on the days those get released uh, And uh, yeah, we've, we've been doing this for for just six months, you know, it's a newer show Uh, But I think now we'll we'll, we'll try to create a cadence that's live and hopefully it it was, I want to thank all the the, everybody who was in the chat today and submitted questions and thoughts because that really, uh, really did help, you know, helped kind of make the conversation a lot more interesting and it was great to have you guys part of the show. So hopefully we get to see you in the future uh and other than that i guess it's just time for us to sign off and hopefully mike knows how to turn off the uh the podcast <laughs> it on. a down
2: vote somebody just gave us a down vote i'm oh. furious oh. <laughs> We're two now. What the heck?
0: that
3: makes me cyan
0: that's fine yeah. all right that guys. was fun
2: everyone yeah thanks for watching
3: bye guys thanks Thank everyone you.